Honesty may be the best policy, but scheming and dishonesty are part of what makes us human. Lying, it turns out, is something that most of us are very adept at. We lie with ease in ways big and small, to strangers, to co-workers, to friends, and even loved ones. Our capacity for dishonesty is as fundamental to us as our need to trust others, which ironically makes us terrible at detecting lies. Being deceitful is woven into our very fabric, so much so that it would be truthful to say that to lie is human. Researchers speculate that lying is a behavior that arose not long after the emergence of language. The ability to manipulate others without using physical force likely conferred an advantage in the competition for resources and for mates, akin to the evolution of deceptive strategies in the animal kingdom, such as camouflage. Our ability as a society to separate truth from lies is under unprecedented threat. Psychologists Nobuhito Abe at Kyoto University and Joshua Green at Harvard University scanned the brains of subjects using functional magnetic resonance imaging fMRI, and found that those who acted dishonestly showed greater activation in the nucleus accumbens, a structure in the basal forebrain that plays a key role in the reward processing. The more excited your reward system gets at the possibility of getting money, even in a perfectly honest context, the more likely you are to cheat, explains Green. In other words, greed may increase predispositions to lying. So why do we lie? What are the most common reasons? Number one, to avoid being punished. This is the most frequently mentioned motivation for telling lies by both children and adults. It is important to note, there were no significant differences for lies told to avoid punishment for a purposeful misdeed versus an honest mistake. Number two, to obtain a reward not otherwise readily obtainable. This is the second most commonly mentioned motive by both children and adults. An example of this is falsely claiming work experience during a job interview to increase chances of hire. Number three, to protect another person from being punished. As with lying to avoid personal punishment, motive does not change with intent. This occurs between co-workers, friends, family, and even with strangers. Number four, to protect oneself from the threat of physical harm. Now, this is different from being punished because the threat of harm is not for a misdeed. An example would be a child who's home alone, telling a stranger at the door that his father is asleep now and to come back later. Number five, to win the admiration of others. Telling lies to increase your popularity can range from little white lies, to enhancing a story being told, to creating an entirely new fabricated persona. Number six, 
to get out of an awkward social situation. Examples of how telling lies can look when motivated by this are claiming to have a babysitter problem, to simply get out of a dull party, or ending a telephone conversation by saying, there's someone at the door, I have to go. Number seven, to avoid embarrassment. A child who claims the wet seat resulted from water spilling and not from wetting their pants is an example that if the child did not fear punishment, only embarrassment. Number eight, to maintain privacy without notifying others of the intention. For example, the couple who claims that hey, they have eloped because the cost of the wedding be was beyond their means when in reality they were avoiding the obligation to invite their families. And finally, number nine, to exercise power over others by controlling the information the target has, famously embodied by Hitler. This is arguably the most dangerous motive to tell lies. Most people have trouble recognizing false statements. Some polygraph tests are better at it than others, but they're far from perfect. Researchers are trying to use imaging methods to distinguish truth from lies. Intensified activity in the prefrontal cortex may be an indicator of the process by which we decide to lie or not, but it tells us nothing about the lie itself. Current thinking about the psychological processes involved in deception holds the people typically tell the truth more easily then they tell a lie, and that lying requires far more cognitive resources. First, we must become aware of the truth. Then, we have to invent a plausible scenario that is consistent, and it does not contradict the observable facts. At the same time, we must suppress the truth so we don't spill the beans. That is, we must engage in response inhibition. What is more, we must be able to assess accurately the reaction of the listener so that, if necessary, we can deftly produce adaptations to our original storyline. And there's the ethical dimension whereby we have to make a conscious decision to transgress the social norm. All of this deciding and self-control implies that lying is managed by the prefrontal cortex, the region at the front of the brain that is responsible for executive decisions, which include such processes as planning and regulating emotions and behavior. Some numbers say that an average person lies about 1.65 times a day. Some say we are lied to 10 to 200 times a day, and we tell a lie ourselves an average of one to two times at the same period. While you might think, and you would like to think, that you are an honest person, statistically speaking, you too are a liar. If you do not believe me, ask yourself these following questions. Do you ever give people compliments that aren't completely genuine? Have you told someone you were doing well, when in reality, you were exhausted, and you were having a terrible week. Do you ever tell people you are busy to avoid having to talk to them for an extended period of time or do something with them? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, then you have lied. 
Those are just a couple of the common scenarios that trigger the most common lying. The good news is that most people are honest. Recent research shows that the majority of lies are told by the same small group of people, known as prolific liars. In the study, Variance in the Prevalence of Lying, researchers created a statistical model for distinguishing prolific liars from your everyday or normal liars. Here's how you can try and spot a prolific liar. They are the ones who report that they tell five or more lies per day. Prolific liars tend to be younger, male, and have higher occupational statuses. They are most likely to lie to their parents and their children. They're more likely than the average person to believe that lying is acceptable in some circumstances. They are less likely to lie because of concern of others and more likely to lie for their own self-interest. Prolific liars tell five and a half lies. For every one white lie told by an average person, they tell 19.1 lies for every one big lie told by an average person. Liars struggle to answer why questions if you suspect someone might be lying to you, but you aren't sure. An easy way to find out is to ask them why questions. It is much more difficult for people to lie about why they did something or why something happened than it is for them to lie about basic facts. If someone struggles to explain their intentions, it is a major red flag that they are lying. Observe, especially microfacial expressions. Listen more than you speak, especially for tone, for cadence, and for sentence structure. Watch for changes in behavior and pay attention to how they say no. Ask some neutral questions and ask for the story backwards. Be aware of too many compliments. If you are honest with yourself, you will have no issue being honest with others. That's where it all starts. We must stop lying to ourselves first.